Hello, and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And last week, we talked about building leverage around your big idea. And, and Rochelle mentioned something called a content inventory or taking inventory of your content. And this week, we wanted to just drill a little bit deeper into that and give folks an idea of what that might look like. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, my ears really perked up. Uh, last time around, it felt I didn't want to pull the, the conversation in a different direction, but I'm super curious about this idea, especially if you have some sort of process for it, because I feel like I'm drowning in content. I have so much content. I wouldn't even know <laughs> you are. where to begin. <laughs> Something like, you know, a hundred thousand words of emails, 600, 700 emails in the past year. And it's just like so much stuff. I do. I'd have to set aside a week to go through it just to, to pull out threads. And I, sometimes I think, well, should I hire like an editor to do that and like look for threads in my own work? Or is that a silly thing to do? And I'm wondering if this will give me some kind of direction there or, or if it's, it's useful in some other way. Well, the, the emails are interesting, Jonathan. I think that might be a whole separate topic. <laughs> Probably. Well, here's how I think about it. Okay. So most of us have so much content and and it may be public content like Jonathan your emails or or my blog posts um, or it may be things that you've done one-to-one with clients that are still content of some sort or interviews that you've given and the problem comes where after you've been doing this a while you just don't remember what you have anymore <laughs> you just don't even know and so a lot of times with clients where a one-to-one clients we're working on how do we define the brand going forward And one of the things I do is I read as much or watch as much or listen to as much of their stuff as I can. So I get a sense of how they've presented themselves, the kinds of words they use, the concepts. So, But people can do that for themselves to just start to inventory. I mean, sometimes I call it an audit, but that just sounds just just sounds like no fun at all. An inventory sounds like maybe a little bit more fun. Um, (laughs) Where what you do is you go and you and you do this by category, and you find everything that you've done in that category. And the category could be the form. So for example, it could be podcast, video, um, interview, articles, blog posts, um, emails in your case, Jonathan, mm-hmm. uh, typically emails aren't necessarily one of those. Those are a little bit harder just because there's so many of them. Mm. And so what you want to do is find all of those things that you've done and organize them in some way on a list. So as an example, you know, Jonathan, how many podcast episodes would you guess you have just off the top of your head? 500, maybe, maybe at least 350 hours of audio. Okay. So, um, you know, one example would be if you, and I'm not suggesting you'd want to listen to to each podcast, (laughs) but if, if you, if you looked at your description of each one, chances are you remember what it is when you look at the description and the show notes. Actually, (laughs) it's like you said, I don't even remember. I've appeared on shows I don't even remember doing. You know, ah, so it, it's okay. well, those are I, harder to find. I do keep a list, though. I do keep a list. All right. Well, see, there you go. So you already have an inventory of sorts. Mm-hmm. So you have that list. And now so think about taking that list, just that. Let's just talk about the podcast for, for the moment. Mm-hmm. Take that list and then work that content 
into things like social media posts that you can um, you can schedule in advance. Mm-hmm. There might be an idea in that pod in one of those podcasts that hits you for your next book yep. or a training program. It's it's so that you have a place that you can refer people to when that topic comes up, and you can organize it like I said by platform, podcast, video. Um, audio, et cetera. Um, you can also do it by topic. So yes, you know, hourly billing is nuts, right? But there's multiple subtopics to that value fees, pricing, you know, different items that you've discussed. And as you go through the, this inventory process, you're going to find those things. I think, Jonathan, you, you've got your point of view pretty well nailed. You've got your language. You, you know, you've got this pretty well organized already. What this exercise would be for you, it would be around finding all those things that you forgot and seeing if you can make use of them as leverage. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do sometimes, uh, for, for whatever reason, somebody will, you know, tweet a link to an old episode that I did, or they'll email me and say, Oh, man, I just listened to episode 100 of freelancer show. And you guys blew my mind. And I'll be like, Oh, I wonder what we said. And, <laughs> you know, and I'll go back and listen to it and be like, Wow, that was smart. <laughs> you know, it, it'll just, you know, that that particular show is a group of people. So I'm not just patting myself on the back. But it, it is amazing how because you're on, you know, what I mean, you're on like you're on air, in a sense even though it's not live, it, you are having a conversation with people. And sometimes things will come out of your mouth just in the moment that that you kind of, you're like, oh, wow, that was a good way to put that. But then you forget about it after the show. You have to wrap up. You're doing the production. You move on to your next meeting or whatever. And it just gets kind of like lost. Yeah. So going, I, I agree. Like, I think, and, and I think probably most people don't have as, you know, as much audio perhaps as I do or as much email as I do. So it, it's probably, probably seems more overwhelming to me than it would to the average bear, I think. But I am curious, like, uh, I like the idea of, of breaking the job into, um, breaking the job into types of media. So basically print audio mm-hmm. video. Um, I have a bunch of webinars too. I guess that would be video or like recording. papers. White, and you probably don't have those, but white, yeah, a lot of, people, a lot do, of yeah. people have white papers. Yeah. Yep. Or conference talks that were recorded, uh, slide decks, all those things. And so right. you break it by media and then, and then slice it kind of in the, the horizontal direction, or I guess that would be the horizontal direction. The vertical direction would be like, like, okay, topics, like you said, okay, which one of these dealt with, um, sales conversations, which one of these dealt with, uh, leverage or marketing or pricing or value conversations mm-hmm. or you'd say, okay, these all touched on that. And then it's almost like if I can't remember it, I can't even digest it. How could I expect anybody that's not me to digest it? So you can't, right. It'd be impossible. So, t- so to kind of pull out a common thread and reassemble the different types of media around a, a topic area even if that became a rough draft for a course or some other thing, that would be, be super interesting. It, f- it feels a little daunting to me. I'm not sure if that's just me though. Is there a, do, when you're working with people and you go through this inventory, like how big a list do you typically end up with? Uh, well, it depends on the person. I'm, you know, there's, they've had some pretty big lists <laughs> with a lot of things on it. Um, I think it's, um, it goes back to, what really captures your imagination. And I think the purpose of the exercise in my mind isn't for it to be perfect because there will be things that you forgot or that you did and you went, ugh, 
God, I don't want, I, I'm glad nobody's ever going to hear that one again, right? We all yeah. had some of those. Sure. And so it's not about being perfect. It's about capturing the essence of what you've got. And you, you can use this exercise for different things. I mean, we talked about leverage, but uh, here's another example of a different kind of leverage. Let's say if you looked at those podcasts and not just your own podcast, but where you were guests on others, mm-hmm. right? Every time you share one of those interviews, you're also helping the host get more attention for their podcast, which they appreciate. So you're leveraging your relationship with that person to their benefit, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's another, it's another, uh, I think of that as a form of leverage as well. Mm-hmm. So it's how, what are these topics? What And when you look at the topics, what are the things that most resonate for you? And I think it, it helps you to, here we go with the leverage word again, to leverage what you already have. So you're sitting there going, oh, God, I've got to write a blog post. What should I write about? And, you know, and, and you just just look at the list. You, if it, Jonathan, if you looked at your list of podcast episodes and you've got some really cool names on, on, on one of them in particular, hmm. um, you can look at that. You could reuse that. You yeah. can talk about that topic again in a different way. You could put it in an email. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, those of us who create content, we always get to the desert <laughs> at some point. I mean, we're just there and there's no water, no trees, no nothing. And you're like, what do I do? And that's when, um, you know, this inventory can be really helpful. You can just go back and say, all right, I talked about this before. I want to use these five essential points. This is the best blog post or the best podcast or the best video on this point, on these points that I've ever done. So I'm going to use the content from that to create something else. Maybe I'm going to write an article for a publication. Um, I'm going to develop a course. I'm going to develop uh, a PDF that I give away to my audience as a new way of thinking about something. It's. I, I just think we all we all love to be creative on some level, and so we love to write new stuff. But guess what? If you've got any kind of track record, you already have a lot of things that you could draw upon and leverage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so here's here's something I want to call out, which is that that if I so we're imagining that the person involved here is you know has has a big idea or they have some area of expertise, they've been doing some work in a particular space for a long time. It, that and, and we're kind of that's like a fundamental assumption because I know a lot of people when they're sort of they're sort of freelance they're somewhere in freelancer slash consultant land and they're just sort of jumping from weird client to weirder client Mm -hmm. you know just like all over the place and they kind of blog because they think that's good for seo and you go back and and you do you know a content inventory it's like a flea market of topics that don't hang together at all other than perhaps like stuff bob was interested in this week (laughs) you know so what you do it it's I think it's a good exercise to go through to do this to see if you even have a thread yet, you know, like, or maybe uncover what might be a, a thread, which I sometimes refer to as like the catalyst or the string in the sugar water that your new content can form around or like a, I also yes. use a solar system model. Like what's your sun? And you can have all these different planets orbiting around it, but there needs to be a central theme, a hub in the center of it for the other things to make sense. 
So, cause if you look back at, you know, if you, if you get past a certain date, uh, in my history of, of blogging, <clears throat> let's say before I started to do some of this hourly billing is nuts stuff, I think as early as 2006, definitely by 2009. And, but it was very much a side thing, very sporadic. Normally I would talk about things like wearables and, and responsive web design and very technical topics. Mm. And if you look back over, you know, as, as long as I've had a website and you look at all that content, it's, it's a flea market of almost seemingly random ideas where the only common thread is that I wrote them all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's it, it just like all over the place. For a while, I went on a wearables kick and I talked about watches and I was really into that and uh, it, w- whatever. So if you, mm-hmm. the thing is, if you don't, in absence of the central theme, your content inventory is probably going to reveal this just like yard sale of, of uh, unrelated, essentially unrelated kind of, I don't want to say useless, but you, you're not creating a body of work. And if you look at your content inventory and you see that you have no body of work, it will come as no surprise to anyone that you have nothing to leverage to come back to the leverage term. Right. So I guess if nothing else, doing a content inventory would reveal to you either that, uh, you know, if you're sort of a very early stages of this reveal that, geez, this doesn't hang together. Uh, I, I don't have a big idea. I don't have a common theme. I don't have a mission or a vision or a purpose. I, I don't have any of that stuff. I should probably look for one. Maybe you'll find one in a subset of that, of mm-hmm. that material, which I love. That's my favorite thing to, to work with someone and say, all right, let's look at this mess and see if there's something in here that you, you really care about. Like, yeah, I know you cared about this stuff when you wrote it and it was interesting to you, but that was more sugar high than anything else. Is there something <laughs> that you keep coming back to? Right. And, and kind of discover it because it's really, I, it, it's so ineffective, I think, to try and pull one out of thin air. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be a, the web developer for dentists. They just like randomly pick something. It's kind of, it doesn't get you through the tough times. You know, if you just randomly pick a focus yeah. or a positioning or a mission, it needs, it needs to come from somewhere meaningful to you, I think. Uh, so being able to look back over your content inventory, even if there's one blog post, you're like, man, you know what? That I crushed it on that one. That was that was the real me right there. Then you've got a clue maybe of where you could take, you know, you could start building up uh, content in the future around that particular idea. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's not a straight line for most people. It's, you know, you you, you start out and and especially your your flea market of topics <laughs> and and left to their own devices, a lot of people will find their way, but it's Having this sort of stop point, stopping point where you say, I'm going to look and see what what I've already done. Does anything hang together? And, you know, one way to think about it is, you know, if you're if you're not already doing, you know, some kind of drip email marketing, right, you might say, oh, so here's my sweet spot client and you're working on your big idea. You might say, which of my articles would make sense to drip to them? And you go back through your old pieces, and if you can't find any, <laughs> then then you know that's your starting point. That and it gives you that that focus, um, you know, on that audience, and then ultimately you're going to start fleshing out your big idea from the things that have already captured your interest, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I tend to believe that mm, this is a slippery slope here, but I, I, I'm definitely on thin ice. That, but I tend to believe that. People have one. It's a question of uncovering it. 
it, it's pretty, it's very, I can think of a, a couple yep. of examples, but it's pretty rare. It, it's just that people, you know, people are, you know, working so much to make ends meet that they don't have time to almost ha- indulge this luxury of like exploring their underlying motivations of why they get out of bed in the morning. Yes. And, you know, if you're a functioning adult, I feel like there's probably something in there that you care about. It's like, I don't know. I don't think that's overly optimistic. So it's a question about You're usually the pessimist. Right, right. No, I'm (laughs) optimistic on this point. Yeah, I I agree with you. I've never worked with somebody where there wasn't one. I mean, does that mean there aren't some people? And you did say functioning adult. Hmm. But yes, I I believe we all have it. It just takes us some time to figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, you know, perhaps looking back over your content inventory would give you some clues to that, or you'll see that, uh, wow, I, <laughs> or maybe you know, you know, maybe you know, you're like, yeah, 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 I've been, I've been talking about mechanical engineering and, you know, bridge failures for, you know, 25 years. It's what I did my PhD on. I've been, you know, the provost at university and <laughs> obviously I know what my thing <laughs> is. Uh, so, you know, I'm not sure if listeners of the show, I think run the, run the gamut. Uh, probably in between how well they are, how familiar they are with what drives them or not. But man, let me tell you, when you find it, it's like the floodgates open. You know, it's like a really, if your content inventory is scattered or small, uh, finding this is really, it unlocks, it's, it's like a recipe for destroying writer's block. Cause you, the, the reaction I get from someone when they're like, Oh, when you said, you know, on that last episode, when you talked about your mission being to rid the world of hourly billing, it's something clicked. And all of a sudden I saw blog post ideas everywhere. Cause all of a sudden I realized the common theme in my work. And uh, I've seen that multiple occasions where people suddenly they, it's like a flash. They didn't have to think about it. It just hits them. And, and all of a sudden the ideas just come flying down from, from above. So it's an energy source. Mm -hmm. It's an energy source. And especially when you're working by yourself and, and you're maybe serving clients by day Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I get out of this, you know, this, this cycle that I'm in and you start to think about these other things. And when you get it, it is its own energy source. You will be working at night. You'll wake up in the middle of the night with an idea to jot down. You'll be, I don't know, riding your bike and have 10 ideas. It's, you, you want to do this. And and that's why I think the inventory, I mean, it sounds sort of rote and step by step, but it helps get you there to what you've already created. Yeah. I love it because it's a very, it's, it's not complicated. It's a straightforward action. Go Google yourself, Google mm-hmm. your name plus podcast and see what comes up. And be like, oh yeah, you know, if, or maybe, you know, maybe it's blog posts, maybe it's talks, whatever it is, uh, go through your hard drive. An- another place that you can find this, this is a little, and I don't want to say dangerous, but you need to be, uh, you need to segment this chunk of work. But, but if you've been doing client work for people there, you might have a ton of, pri- you know, private material that you would not be able to use verbatim, but you could have a ton of private correspondence between you and clients or, uh, in not their stuff, but your stuff right? that, that would give you perhaps a clue to, um, a clue to, uh, you know, either come up with, uh, this sort of like revelatory, like, Oh, here's my mission or here's my vision, but also ideas for blog posts that, um, are adjacent to the specifics of what you talked about with the customer. It's a little, you can hear me hedging. It's a little, I suppose it's a little, 
dangerous is the wrong word, but certainly there's lots of good content that you have uh, in correspondence with maybe it isn't even clients. Maybe it's correspondence with colleagues or whatever, but you can look through that stuff. Uh, if you don't have a lot of blog posts and you don't have a lot of podcast appearances and you haven't given a lot of talks or webinars, then you could look through your old email and just be like, man, mm-hmm. is there a thread here? It, you know, it seems what do people yeah. ask me about that? Kind exactly. Of thing. Exactly. And, and the, I think the caution tape is, um, is how you tell client stories. I mean, I have that with my own blog. I never use anybody's real name. Uh, I've been known to disguise their gender, where they come from, what their what their area is. But the essence of the story, you know, is is the same, and usually they'll recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's private, so you just you have the caution tape. But um, yeah. I don't know if it's dangerous. You just pay attention, and you know, mostly you're not going to get into trouble if you're a decent human being. <laughs> right. Yes. Back to functioning adults. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Is there anything, any parting words of wisdom we can leave the dear listener with? I'm still liking that flea market of topics idea. <laughs> I think you know. I keep coming back to if that's what you have, and that's what your content inventory shows you. There's actually it, that's a gift, right? Because if that's what you see, then you realize that you just haven't found it yet, and start mining the flea market for the gold because it, it's in there somewhere. Yes, go on a treasure hunt through your own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, great. I guess that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And we hope you join us again next week for the Business of Authority. Bye. Bye.